0: Amen, all of you that's here to worship the Lord. Well, I want to take a few minutes here. I I hope I'm not long. I've got something I, on my heart that God has given me, and I want to share it with you, okay? Praise God. If you have your Bibles or your devices or you want to look up onto the screen, and let's go to Psalms 119, 1 verse 133. Psalms one nineteen, the longest chapter in the Bible, and it's an anonymous author. We have no idea who wrote all this. But this chapter is a, is is amazing in itself. There are twenty two uh, letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and there's hundred seventy six verses in this chapter. And every eight verses, it changes to another letter in the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. It's amazing. We want to look at this one scripture. Most of us can quote this. It's a great scripture to write. It's a great scripture to preach about. It's a great scripture to pray, especially today. How many are with me? I'll well, read these two scriptures, and then we'll Be seated. I know you've been standing a while, but it's great to come and worship the Lord. Amen. Verse 133, order my steps. Let's say it together. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Ah. Order my steps, Lord. Another scripture in Psalms 37, verses 23 and 24, says this, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Somebody needed to hear that today. Though you slip and fall, you've not been cast down and thrown away. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Why? Because he orders your steps. Hallelujah. I feel like praying one more time. Lord, again, we're thankful for your word. It's your word, Lord, that we want to hide in our hearts. It's your word, Lord, that we live on. It's your word, Lord, that picks us up. It's your word, Lord, that gives us this peace that we need in this day and age that we live. I believe you, God, today that you God, got to speak to our hearts in a mighty way, Jesus. Heal us, Lord. Here I request to you, Jesus, Lord bless you. You may be seated. Huh. There is a great need for spiritual direction from God in this day that we live. I won't comment on our past week, but if you need to pray, you you should pray for the Christian people in Afghanistan. Sometimes fear is still looming. What I say sometimes for it's always out there and uncertainty about tomorrow. This is why I love this church. Sister Lisa, I agree with you. I love these people. I love this church. Until you've been out into the weeds, the so-called spiritual weeds, and listen, this this fight is between good and evil. This fight is between the flesh and the spirit. It's easy to follow the flesh. Easy. Too easy. Flesh gets you in trouble, though, because it gets you further away from God. And that's where the devil wants you. That's what we're looking at is the wrath of Satan because he knows he doesn't have long. And if there's ever a reason, if there's ever an opportunity, if there's ever a time, and I've said that the last time that I preached, it's time now to get closer to God than ever before. It's time to put the stuff away. It's time to, to, to uh, throw all the weights that so easily beset us, the Scripture says, and make a beeline to an altar bend a knee in your prayer closet, and it doesn't have to be a specific place. God will meet you where you're at. All you need to do is close your eyes. All you need to do is listen with your ears, listen with your spiritual heart, listen down deep in your soul. Yes, you have something in your soul that God has made. He made us, and the only way that can be fixed is when he fixes us. I can't get a shot that will fix what I feel. God's got to come into my life and fill me up. Yeah. I'm glad I'm in this church. I get excited when it's church day. I get excited there's nothing about coming early and praying with everybody in a corporate prayer. There's nothing like prayer nights on late Friday nights. There's nothing like worship of God. There's nothing like it at all. And you can't, when you it becomes addicting because the more you worship God, the more you're involved in the presence of God, the higher that you raise your voice and your heart and your hands, the better and the closer you're going to get to God. And you all know this as a fact. You want to know what God's going to do. Joel 2.28 says this. I don't quote the whole scripture, but this is the one that, that applies to what I'm going to tell you. Old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. On 7.25 was a Sunday night or a Monday morning. I don't know what hour it was, but I had a dream. I shared this with one other person, maybe two. And, and I, I dreamt we were in a big tent city somewhere. I don't know where. I didn't recognize the people. But it was a big tent city. People were, it was kind of like a, a, not a carnival, but you know what I mean, a midway on a carnival. It was like a main thoroughfare, and there's white tents all over the place, and people are just coming and going. They're going all over the place. And a man came up to me. I don't know who he was. I don't know what. All I know is he had black hair. That's all I know. Never recognize his voice, never recognize his face. In this dream, he came up and he said, help me warn the people. There's a tiger that's coming into the camp. That's all he said. And they wouldn't listen. They were too busy until the tiger showed up. And then they started to run. Then I woke up. Then it was time for work. It was time for my day. Just thought I would share that with you. Call me an old man. I don't care. But I had a dream. You have dreams. You dream every night. just don't remember it all. But God's going to make you remember these. Huh. All that's been going on, please, please get close to God. Why would you not seek after Him with all your heart? I want to make sure that I'm ready to go, and we should make sure that we're ready to go. Amen. Where we hope obeyed the gospel according to Acts two thirty eight, we've repented of our sins. We've been baptized in his name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and ready to meet the Lord. Because anything could happen. Nobody's bulletproof. But I know a good shepherd that watches over his flock. (sighs) I never even told you what this is about, ordering my steps. How many want God to order their steps? Let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to step out on your own? I got big feet. I got clown feet when it comes to that. And you know the results, don't you? get in all kinds of trouble. You ever notice people when they are lost and they can't find something or somewhere? You ever notice people that drive and you see them, they're, they're all, all over the place and they're going very slow? Those are the ones I get behind. There's a lady driving trying to find a unit at, at our place at work and I'm in a golf cart and you just can't help but notice them. They're staring all over the place. They, they don't know where they're at. They're lost. So you pull up next to them, rap on their window. Can I help you find some place? Usually it's close by and they just drove by it, but they didn't know what it looks like. Well, in the spiritual sense, a lot of people are lost. A lot of people don't know where they're going. A lot of people think they know where they're going. A lot of people put on a front that says, oh, I'm a tough macho man. I don't need any help. Guys are like that even in real life when we're driving and we don't have a smartphone. Sometimes your smartphone is really dumb. And you have some dumb friends that help you get into dumb things on the dumb smartphone. you got to watch when you're not familiar with your surroundings that's when you get fearful and you don't know where to go happens to me even in publics even at a grocery store where's the ketchup And I I revert back to my high school years when I worked in the grocery store. You think, well, they would keep it in the same aisle that they did back in 1974. That don't work. (laughs) When people are unsure of themselves, their walk is different, isn't it? Their balance is off. They are not comfortable in their life because they're unsure of themselves. When they don't know where they're going, they tend to kind of slide a little bit at a time. They don't go in a big, they're not speeding away. They're going very, very slow, because they're unsure of themselves. And these people try to sleep at night, because they're unsure of themselves. This is where bad things happen to them, because they just don't know who to trust. They don't know who they're going to go to. They don't know who they're going to call. They still believe in their smartphone. They still think that YouTube University may have the answer to everything. It sounds like a messed up life, doesn't it? Ephesians 2, 1-8 through 8 says this, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. Can you say amen to that? How many believers do I have here in the house that will say, yeah, I know what you're talking about, Raj, because I've been there. Wherein times past, you walked according to the course of this world. That word walk means I meandered around. I didn't know where I was going, so I just kind of cruised around all over the place. I was like a pinball in a pinball machine being banged all over. People were pushing me here. They were pushing me there. They were going this direction, that direction. I was confused. I didn't know. I meandered. I wandered around. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Boy, I could preach just like on that line. Verse 3 Among whom also we all had our conversations in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. It was easy to live like that. We were all about ourselves. We are all about the flesh. We are all about what makes me feel good. We're all about rewarding ourselves because we feel like we needed to be rewarded. Had nobody else in mind. Didn't care what else went on. People live like that. Now they call it from paycheck to paycheck. They're weekend warriors. I can't wait for the weekend. It's Friday. It's payday. Let's get off and let's go. Those are the ones that meander back and forth and have all the problems in their life. Verse 4 But God. <laughs> wait a minute. But God. Wait a minute. Somebody came to my rescue. Wait a minute, I felt a prayer from somebody. Wait a minute, there was an intercessory praying for me. Wait a minute, there was a revival that just so happened to be going on. Wait a minute, somebody invited me to the house of God. Oh, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Wait a minute, God spoke to somebody. Wait a minute, there was a word that went forth and said, go and call Raj. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Paul says, by grace you're saved. I'm glad I'm saved by grace. And hath raised us up together, made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, for it's a gift of God. Aren't you glad you didn't hand out the grace that day? Aren't you glad you didn't point out and say, this one goes, this one don't. This one goes, this one don't. Oh, my God, he's so rich in mercy, isn't he? He didn't leave me out in the wilderness to wander around anymore. He didn't leave me out in a life that was just falling apart. Even though I was born and raised in the church, I still needed some mercy. I still needed to be baptized. I still needed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I still needed to call on Him. I still needed that relationship with God. Couldn't find it anywhere else. My friends couldn't help me out, but God, who was rich and moosey, did. Uh. that's a scripture that's highlighted all the time I've got a few in my old old Thompson Chain Bible I use this electronic version but it's still good sometimes to pull that out and sit and hold it and read it there's a lot of highlighted scriptures in my Bible that's one of them Because we are all there. We were all there. Let's go to Ezekiel 37. If you ever go over to Israel, if you ever go to the uh, Holocaust Museum there on the top of the building around the the band, it has this scripture of Ezekiel because it's quite fitting. It's quite fitting here for us today. Aren't you glad you serve a living God? Aren't you glad you know that his word endures forever? It's going to last and it's going to last and it's going to last. And he's got a word for you today. I don't know where at here. You may have heard it already. You may have got it already. You may have got uh, something to hold on to that God's delivered to you today. You may have had your prayer answered, and if you haven't, there's still time on the clock. There's still things going on. We're still having service. The word's still going forth here. But he's got a word for you. If you desire to hear it, it can be spoken, it can be preached, it can be sung, it can be done, all kinds. But if you do not desire to open your heart up and listen with your soul to what God's got for you, That's a bad situation to live in. Hmm. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 6, The hand of the Lord was upon me, carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about. Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, we all would, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Oh ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord today. If you need steps to be ordered by God, hear the word of the Lord today. He will order them for you. If you need something in your body that needs to be healed, let me tell you, there's a word of the Lord today that you don't have to go home with the same situation. God can heal you. God can do it. God can perform miracles because he's the one that's on the throne. It's not the world. It's not the government. It's not anybody else that controls it. He does. Ha! Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and bring you up with the flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. And oh, that's just accidental, it's a coincident thing you know. This science over here and that's. And it all works against. No, it's the hand of the Lord. Ha-ha! <laughs> Hear the word of the Lord. Come seeking a word every time that you get into the presence of God. What you have for me today, God? Is that, is that a hard prayer to pray? What do you want me to do today, God? Who do you want me to go to today, God? What is it that you want me to get rid of? And he'll bring that up to you if you're serious. Where do you want me to go today? How do you want me to speak this? What do you want me to say? And as long as you have that word and keep into that word and keep reading that word, and it's so easy with all of these apps that you have, there's, there's an app that will give you Bible scriptures every day, daily thing. And by the time you're done the whole year, you've read the whole Bible. And you never know how lively that is, but that's a word for you that day when you go through it and say, what in the world am I in 2 Samuel 4? And God will give you that word. Just what you need to hear. When we get up here and preach and teach, doesn't happen all the time, but most of the time we'll experience the things that we're going to talk about. Happened to me this week. And I think, used to think, boy, that's weird. It's not. If you would do something for us ministers, pray that God continues to give us a lively word, Pray that God will know us with fresh fire. Pray that there's no open can soup kind of stuff. We don't need that. I need a word from God. Because why? Because I'm going through some dry bones. I'm just needing something. I'm tired of listening to the news. I'm tired of hearing this. I'm tired of walking through the work and looking at the front page of the paper and start to feel bad again. I want to whistle a happy tune. I want God to come into my situation. I need a word from God. Tell me God won't give you a word. (sighs) I don't always put in prayer requests for the ministers, but that will help. Um, Sometimes we'll be reading or studying or something and something just jumps off the page. And then God will inspire that and we will keep building on that and things will happen through the week. Like I needed some peace this week. Oh, Raj, you're, you're, you're a minister. You've, you've lived all this. I needed peace this week. And God brought it to me in a special way. Whether it's an email, whether it's a phone call, whether it's something you read. God will give you that peace. Oh boy, how that helped the rest of the week. Come on, Raj. You know, yeah, I'm human. Come on, I have skin. I'm, we're all human. You guys, sometimes you forget about that. We live and go through things exactly as you do. But you know what? We've got to prepare and we've got to be ready because we don't want to deliver something that's just old and dry and used up and done again and an echo here or there. God's got something real for us today. I need something real today because the world's coming apart. There's things that's happening that we just don't know, and it goes faster and faster and faster, and I think it's for a reason. That's why when there's a word of God, and that's why then when he's ordering your steps of where you should go and what you should do, it's important. And it's important for each one of us to seek that out. I can't pray to God for your steps. It's your steps. It's your choices. I can pray that God sends you things. I can pray that God gives you dreams. I can pray that God opens your mind and opens your heart to his word and to things that comes. It can work like that. But I can't answer for you. Getting off track here. Yeah. Psalms 119, 133. Order my steps, Lord, in thy word. Let not iniquity. I think I'm going to stop there for a minute. Let not iniquity on. I go to church. I've been in church. There's no iniquity. Let not iniquity have dominion over me. What does iniquity mean, Raj? Well, it's a gross injustice or wickedness and we categorize that as a sin. Scripture says all of sin and come short of the glory of God. When we fall and we trespass against God as the, 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 the Israelite people did in the days of old, they would Depending on what they did, they would go to confess to the priest. The priest would say, drag a bullock, do this, or turtle doves, or whatever kind of offering you had to bring. This is a sin offering. That's a trespass against God. But don't, don't think that because you may have done that, that God's going to leave you there, and some people just throw in the towel and turn and walk away. Don't do that. He's a forgiving God. That's the first thing that they said to do. That's how they opened the New Testament up with repent. That's what John the Baptist was. He says, I'll baptize you into repentance. But if we feel bad about it, if God moves on our heart in prayer and God, God, God brings these things to, a, to our forefront of our mind, then we need to get rid of them and we need to repent of that. That's one thing. But iniquity is the most dangerous of all. Iniquity is what filled Lucifer's heart. Iniquity, it involves the intentional twisting of God's standards. I intend to twist it. I set my mind towards sin. I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway when one makes a conscious decision to commit iniquity and to proceed without any thoughts of repentance at all. That's what he said. Don't let this mindset overrun me, because all I am is flesh. They just go rampant. They just go, uh, just, just, just go all over the place. They just take it and just run with it and you just stuff it in your face and say, I don't care. I wanted to sin and I did it. That's the spirit of iniquity. To let it have dominion. to let it have the governing power or the sovereign authority over my life don't let dominion don't let it have dominion lord and you are the one that puts the stop sign up you are the one that says yeah i'm going to continue with that and i know it's bad man do it anyway cuz i know the lord will forgive me really i don't i don't want to be in that I, I why would we even think about playing Whew. i know it's heavy it's sunday order my steps in your word if i could just make it one day at a time If I could just make it a little ways, I don't want to ask the Lord for a whole year or a whole few years or a decade or a lifetime. I just want you, Lord, to help me one day. All I need to do is make it one day, Lord. That's why the next day and the next morning I need another word. I need another order to flow through. I need another anointing of your presence to flow down to me. Why? Because that's another day. I need a brand new touch. if you'd come, please, I'm finished. And if you could stand with me, I'll just give me a couple more minutes. <clears throat> There's no greater revelation to the understanding than we had already spoken and said that the battles on the fight that we have are between the flesh and the spirit. And the old saying is, the more you feed, the larger that one's going to get, and the, you're going to win. If you feed the flesh, the flesh is going to win. If you feed the spirit, the spirit's going to win. That's not an easy revelation. But when Paul sat in the prison, and he watched those Roman guards in all of their armor, And he began to write down what God had inspired him to do. It's not by accident that Paul tells us to shod our feet with the gospel of peace. How many know where I'm going here? Look at the chaos. Look at the fear all around us. How many agree with me that we need peace? You need peace in your heart today, the order goes forth that God's going to give you the peace. Why? He's He's the prince of peace. He has the peace that passes all of our understanding. We need peace. The Bible talks to us about we are sheep of his pasture. And sheep just literally have got to have peace and tranquility every night to sleep. You understand, they can't go to sleep if there's chaos outside the barn. They can't go to sleep if there's something going on inside that they don't worry about. Sheep cannot worry and sleep. I can't worry about the future. I can't worry about my job. I can't worry about what's going on. I've got to have peace, and I've got to have rest. And that's the only way you're going to get it is in the presence of God. When people don't have peace, that means their life is somewhat out of order. And that's where the order of God intends mankind to dwell in. God's got an order that he set up. And if I'm out of that order, I'm not going to have any peace in my life. I'm going to still try to fake it. I'm going to fight with it and do everything else. Why? Because I'm out of order. You're usually the one out of order. It's today's the day. If there's ever a thing to get into, and, and if you want God to, to uh, order your steps, then you've got to be in the place to do that. You've got to be in order for Him. So the devil uses flesh to get at us. He attempts to destroy our lives. And if he can just keep us out of the balance, if he can just keep us spiritually worrying about insignificant things, he can keep us doubting and questioning God, then he's done his job. Why? Because we can't advance as a unit. We can't advance as a soldier of God. We can't advance because we can't hear the order. And we don't know which way to go. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 through 11 says this, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, or adulterers, or effeminate, or abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you're washed. Ha, 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 ha but you've been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. All your sins have been forgiven and wiped away. You've been washed. You've been sanctified. You've been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. So you, yes, are flesh, but you've been changed now. Why? Because God has made a superman out of you. God has made a super saint out of you. Why? Because you've been there and God's anointed you. So wherever you walk, now you're declaring peace. You're not fearful anymore. You've got peace. Why you've overcome something, why God has led you somewhere, why God has anointed you somehow. I want the peace of God. Yeah, I've got to go through some stuff, but He's going to anoint you with peace. And then he's going to give you orders of where to go and who to speak. And you know what? The devil hates that. Because why? He wanted the flesh to destroy you. And what God has done is weaponized that flesh. (laughs) Ha, ha. He's weaponized your flesh for the good of the kingdom. You can't stand it at all. You need something from the Lord, come on. This altar's open. Come on. You want to come pray? Let's just all gather around if we could. If you like to, you feel comfortable about it, that's okay. If you want to pray at your seat, that's okay. God wants to order your steps today and straighten your life out. That's a mess. And you've come
1: to that place to do that. By your spirit, God, say your spirit, God. Into your love into your love, into your life, into your light, grace upon grace, beauty for ashes. You come to us, we come.
2: Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you, can you imagine how hard it would be to go through this life praying to some God that is not alive, that does not answer, that just is always silent? I'm thankful that we have a God, we serve the living God, the one true God, that, that we can feel his spirit, that we can hear his fresh word, amen, pour into our lives because that, that makes it, doesn't it? Just to know that God is there to feel uh, his presence moving in you and around you, amen, that just gives you the peace, know that you're not alone, amen, and we, we have Jesus with us and we have each other to get through this world together, Amen, and we are a body, and we are, we're praying for each other, we're uplifting one another, and that's what we need, don't we? We need that encouragement to know, amen, that we're not in this fight uh, by ourselves, but we have each other, and we have Jesus Christ, amen? Amen, it's so good to be able to hear uh, a fresh word uh, every week. Every time we can get together, we, we need something from God, Amen. Amen, it's so good to see you all here today, thank you for coming out and go out and be an encouragement and bless and pray for others and minister to others because they need to hear a fresh word as well, amen, amen, God bless you all, you're dismissed today in Jesus' name, man, don't forget about the bread, we have bread in the back if you want to get bread, God bless you.